Welcome to the Codependent Me Podcast. I'm Tamara Shaw, a recovering codependent, a codependent life coach, and the co-author of God Turned Mommy's Wine Into Water. This podcast was created to increase the awareness of codependency and to give a more holistic look at the journey and healing of codependence. Welcome to the Codependent Me podcast. I am your host, Tamala Shaw, and today we have Gloria Bettini with us. Thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited about this conversation. Very excited. <laughs> yes, it's going to be so good. Um, I try to let people know we met on Podmatch, and so we got together, and we're going to talk have, have this wonderful relationship today about no, this wonderful conversation today about relationships. <laughs> yes. So yes. tell us a little bit about yourself, Gloria. Yeah, so I'm a coach. Um, I've been a coach for the past two and a half years. Um, and it started because I had my own experience in a toxic relationship and a coach helped me heal from that. And so once I healed, I noticed the difference that it had made in my life. And I decided, you know what? I, I used to I used to be uh, an events director. I lived in central London at the time. So I was doing events and loads of like, you know, different venues and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? No, that is not my mission. I don't care. I actually need to help women heal from this because this is absolutely life-changing. And it's also so ingrained in our society and in our normal, like everyday thinking that people do not even realize. So I was like, no, gotta go train. <laughs> so I did my coaching certification. And then shortly after that, I decided, yeah, that this is, this is what I want to do. So essentially I help women um, heal and recover from the aftermath of toxic relationships. That is awesome because that's your way of giving back. You realize your purpose once you yeah. started healing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, that's why, that's why I try to, you know, I try to say we have to talk about what we've gone through, what we've healed from, because somebody out there is going through the exact same thing and you'll be able to give back, pay it forward, however you want to say. Yeah. So that is so awesome that that's how you found what you wanted to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So let us know a little bit about, so I know we're going to talk about emotional abusive relationships as well as narcissist, uh, narcissistic relationships, which yeah. kind of be, you know, they can kind of be one, but yet, you know, I like to talk about it separate if we could. Yes, of course. Yeah. So if we could tell some red flags for a person that may be in a relationship and they think that they might be a narcissist. What are some of the red flags that they should be looking for? So um, I'd like to give red flags in, term of, in terms of where you are pretty much in the relationship. So if you are just starting to date someone and it's been just a few weeks or maybe even a few days, maybe it's like very early and it feels like it's too good to be true in a way that every time you say something, they give the perfect answer that you could possibly imagine in your mind. I'm not saying that that's impossible, 
but I am just going to say question it, please, please, please question it. Because very often, um, not very often, actually, this is exactly how a narcissist operates because it, they take you through a very specific cycle, right? So the, the way that the cycle starts is with love bombing. And when they are in that phase, they would literally be everything that you always desired from a partner, right? So if you or if you are somebody who is very impressionable with, for example, big gifts, expect a shower of those, <laughs> right? Expect to be met with loads of like grand stuff, right? So that... Again, I'm not saying because I know that there are people who genuinely like doing that, but yeah. I'm saying mm, question it. Question and I think it. You can kind of feel too, like mm, this is a little over the top. Just mm -hmm. a little, you, know, you know, if I like flowers and every time I come home, there's a bouquet waiting yeah. on me. It's like, okay, thanks. <laughs> Appreciate <Yeah>. it. <laughs> exactly. And also be careful when things are said too soon, you know, like for example, stuff like I love you, I want to marry you, like these kind of things. Um, you know, you can believe in love at first sight, of course, but it does take a little while for a person to genuinely realize and to genuinely process what is happening. So if at day three, they say, you know, I'm in love with you, let's get married. Again, question it. You know, yeah. I'm not thinking in absolutes because I don't think that that's right, mm -hmm. but I'm just saying question it because that could very well be a red flag. Definitely. Right. Definitely. Okay. And this is in the very beginning. If we move a little bit, you know, in 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 a in a relationship that maybe it's gone on for a year plus, right? Mm -hmm. Over a year, and it's it's been a while that that you're together. Um, you start to notice a cycle, as I was as, uh, mentioning earlier, um, a cycle where they go from the love bombing to not caring about so much you know not caring about you so much let's call the discard phase so all of a sudden you're not so special right all of a sudden they make a nasty joke and they tell you sorry they make a nasty comment and they tell you that it's a joke so for example oh where are you going with those trousers you know isn't you know i used to get isn't your bum too big and i would be like what the heck oh come on i'm just joking that's not a joke that's an insult right. okay so if they are doing this kind of stuff, insult disguised as jokes, that's another red flag, right? So it's always, and especially if they say stuff like, oh, come on, you're so sensitive. You're taking it so personally. Mm. No, you're offensive. That's a different thing, <laughs> right? Yes. Mm. On those things. But again, this is probably a little bit later on in the relationship. Um, another red flag is then obviously the, a third phase of the cycle, uh, which is the discard. So it's the fact that just completely you you don't matter anymore, and you know you maybe they don't even come to sleep in the same bed anymore. They just don't. You're just not valued. This what happens is that you you probably start feeling that this is going on, and you start questioning it, and you start being like, "Why are you being like this? You were you didn't used to be this way," and then they start the cycle again. So for a very little, you know, short amount of time, they will start the love bombing again. So they come back home with gifts, with flowers, or maybe they start doing things that you ask them to do, but then it's short-lived. Mm. And then they start devaluing again, 
and then discarding again until you again say something and raise it again. And they realize that, oh, if I don't do as I'm told, this something is, is going to happen. So I better, you know, up my game a little bit, but then it starts again. So if you have been some with somebody long enough, maybe years, you notice this cycle. cycle. I yeah. didn't realize it was a cycle, honestly. I really yeah. thought that once you get to the discarded, you just continue to treat you, to mistreat you. Yeah. But when you yeah. get to the point where you're like, I'm going to leave, they start that love bombing again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you've noticed for for uh, the audience who's listening, so if you, if you are noticing that this cycle sounds familiar, think about it, you know, think about it. Try to inform yourself, educate yourself, start reading things, research a little bit, because this isn't, I used to think that that was the ups and downs of our relationship, right? Yes, yes. No. that's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Not normality. I, I, I remember my coach, one of the last conversations I had with my coach before we, we closed, you know, our journey together, um, she was saying to me, remember that for a very long time, you thought that something that was completely out of this world, it was normal. Right. And that's a trick to your brain, right? Because you're perceiving normality where it's really actually abuse. Right. So, right? So, so we have to be really careful there. So uh, if this cycle feels normal, again, please question it. You know, yeah. please, please, you know, raise uh, some questions, uh, get informed, speak to, you know, maybe somebody who is an expert or maybe reach out to some friends and families. And also, you know, you know, if you're not feeling well, you yeah. know, the relationship doesn't sit a hundred percent well, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So another red flag is a lot of not validating your reality. So the so-called gaslighting, right? So it's like, oh, but I feel this way. Oh, come on. That's not true. It's either like they, they just deny it in front of you and they just say, oh, come on. What you're saying is not true. It didn't happen that way, even if it did. Or they try to twist it in a way that they convince you of something else, like completely, right? And that's that's really that's really horrible yes I um the first time I I started to study about um narcissism I actually watched the movie Gaslight and it was appalling (laughs) it was absolutely appalling it came out like in the 30s or something like that so um I I really suggest that people should go out and look for the movie it's called Gaslighting I'm not sure if they yeah, I'm not sure if they've re um, remade it at this point, but this, I mean, it was black and white. It was a black and white film. And it just lets you know how long this has been going on. Not saying that, you know, in the beginning of time, but I'm just talking about just the reality of what gaslighting is. Yeah. You literally see it in this movie. So I really think that people should go and make sure you see gaslighting um, because it opened my eyes to some things because I didn't realize how people can be so manipulative. Yeah. to your brain they are manipulating your brain to believe something that you saw as to not be right yeah. Yeah. I was right. like oh wow so if a person says mm, I've I realized I'm in a narcissistic relationship and I really need to know what my next step should be 
what do you suggest? So I really want to say that that's very personal to everyone. Um, and it has a lot to do with how safe you feel. So if you feel that, because obviously, first of all, it's just, it's just clarify something straight away. The best way to have to deal with a narcissist is to get them out of your life, right? That's, that's the only way you want to you deal with a narcissist. Out, <laughs> out completely. Yeah. So, uh, so our relationship with them is not possible because they're just functioning in a completely different way. And sometimes we are the problem because we think that they should be functioning in a normal way. They shouldn't because they have a personality disorder. So we mm -hmm. cannot expect them to behave in the way that we think that they should, right? So it's really important that you understand that this person cannot give you what you're looking for and you also cannot give them what they need to resolve what they have, right? Because 99% of the time as well, they are not interested in resolving anything, which results in you being deeply, deeply hurt. Right. Having said that, so we, we got to clarify it. So if you are in a relationship with a narcissist, it, how you get out of it has a lot to do with your safety. So if you feel like you can pack your bags and leave, and if you feel safe to do so, do it. Okay? If you feel like you're okay with that, if you feel like you can disappear, nothing's going to happen to you and you are feeling safe and it's all fine with you you don't feel forced or anything definitely do it pack your bags as soon as possible mm -hmm. and leave and seek help to understand what has happened to understand how you feel and how you can then move on from that experience so that would be my first my first advice however I know that this is not the reality for everyone uh, first of all, because you might not feel safe in leaving because they might have gotten you to a place where they make you feel as if you can't function without them. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. Or they could have gotten you to a place where they make you feel, if you leave, I'm going to do this and this. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's very important that if safety is not doesn't feel like you can be safe, then the best possible way is for you to prepare, however long it takes you to prepare. And by preparing, I mean fake with them, fake it. As long, if it's for your safety, I always say this, if it's to protect yourself, fake it. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is that you need to do to be able to get yourself out of there. And if that's faking it and putting a mask they're putting a mask when they talk to you. So please don't feel guilty about putting any masks when you talk to them. Please don't. So, so if you have to fake it so that you get yourself strong enough so that you can, you know, and strong enough can mean emotionally and mentally. So it can mean that you work with someone, you know, on the side, you see, I don't know, a coach or a therapist or whatever, when they get you into that space where you feel safer within yourself and therefore then are ready to leave in X amount of time, that's one option. But it could also mean that you actually have to 
prepare physically. So get yourself another place, get yourself organized to move house, to move town. You know, do you have somewhere to go? However long it takes to prepare that aspect as well. Right. You know, and as I said, it's very personal because obviously people are going through this with, with their own emotions, their own filter, their own experiences. Mm-hmm. So it's very important that it that we know that it's not a one size fits all, definitely. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. So just talking about the safety aspect of things, because that always it keeps me so concerned. Mm-hmm. So okay, if you are living with a person that you know is a narcissist and you want to learn more, um, of course you probably can't go see a coach. Um, so I'm trying to think of like, what ways can they arm themselves with information without feeling that like they're putting themselves in jeopardy? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of information online. Mm -hmm. You can, you can do research. There's a lot of blogs. There's a lot of YouTube channels that talk about the subject and that gives you a little bit of a basic education. And then obviously you know, the more research you do, the more you might recognize what is happening, right? So mm-hmm. it, it serves you to also um, raise your awareness about it, right? That's super important. Um, but another thing, and this is personally what I did, um, I did work with a coach and I was, and, and my my ex-husband was completely fine with me working with a coach. Like that wasn't, that wasn't an issue. So um, it was very open that I was doing that. Um, but I needed to, and we'll see later on why, but I needed to reconnect with myself because that would happen. That's what happens when you deal with a narcissism. You go through so much gaslighting. You just have no connection. You don't know who you are anymore. You don't know what you like anymore you feel like really lost but not necessarily lost into what to do outside like lost like within like mm-hmm. really like alienating in a way uh so what i did is i um started doing something for myself every day just for me you know and i realized that um when i was growing up when i was little i used to read a lot and for years i hadn't picked up a book so i decided Instead of going to work on the underground every day, I took the bus, which meant that it took half an hour longer, but I could stay on the bus and read a book. And that was my peaceful time. Nothing was happening. I was just sat, somebody else was driving, (laughs) don't care. So I was sat there and just reading. And there, and I was, funnily enough, the new, the universe, you know, works in very mysterious ways, but the books that I was picking, were showing me my own reality. So I am so empowered by reading about those characters and the ways that they were like overcoming those things and their, Mm. you know, their mental health, their emotional health and everything. And I was like, I can do it too, (laughs) you know? And it served such a beautiful um, purpose for me of of literally rebuilding that connection because then when you're connected to yourself you have a foundation and and a foundation gives you stability makes you stronger so maybe it is in books for you but think about something that you loved doing as a child think about something that gives you joy whether it's I don't know drawing painting Mm -hmm. reading as I said could be even playing video games if you haven't 
you yeah. know, in a long time, but just something, 10 minutes a day that just brings you back to you. That's what you need. Just something that connects you back to yourself, you know? That is so good um, because we do understand. Oh, sometimes when you've lost yourself, it's really hard to try to figure out, okay, where, how do I get back to myself? I, you know, I've said this on a podcast before I interviewed someone that said in their relationship, it was, she forgot what her favorite color was. She couldn't remember what her favorite food was. She was so into her partner and she had lost herself. So she had to really go back and find, get back to the foundation. And sometimes, you know, I'm pretty sure most people can remember where it is that they feel like they lost themselves. So just go back to that place and pick it up and keep going right absolutely the amount of times I've heard from my clients I enter a shop and I don't know what to buy Mm. because I don't know whether it's a clothes shop or it's food they're like I stand there and I have no idea it's so hard to decide what it is that I'm gonna cook for dinner or what top I'm gonna buy for myself like it's so because I genuinely don't know that's the result of it, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So now I'd like to talk a little bit about emotional abuse. Um, Mm -hmm. Can you define what a person, like, you know, to me, emotional abuse, it can be several different things, right? Um, So what do you consider emotional abuse? Anything that doesn't validate your emotions, right? So if you say, I am feeling this way and somebody doesn't accept it as okay. I'm sorry. Yes. That's it. I love that. Yeah. If you feel a certain way and the person does not validate, they don't have to agree. No, they don't have to agree. They just have to validate. I, I, I understand and I accept that that's how you feel. That is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So if a person finds themselves in an, in an emotional abuse, abusive relationship, what's your suggestion for them? Uh, do you know what? Uh, relationships with narcissists are both emotionally and mentally abusive. Mm-hmm. So because gaslighting is a lot of emotional abuse and mental abuse a lot of emotional abuse because a lot of the time you're expressing how something that they did or they said made you feel and they distort your reality so that's a you know uh part of the of the emotional abuse i would honestly say pretty much the same things um it is very important when obviously when emotions are involved and everything it's very important that you um work with someone i think support um, you know, the the spectrum of emotions that we feel is really big. And we always narrow it down to happy, sad, angry, like to those, right? So yes. working with somebody that actually is there to help you understand the way that you feel, mm-hmm. right? It's super, super, super important. Super important. So so if you can work with someone. Uh, and and have somebody support you. I think that is going to give you such a change. Um, it really allow you to, yeah. You know, it was a lot of times in my past where I didn't really 
I know I ha- I had the emotions, but I wasn't able to speak to say yeah. this is how I feel. I think that's very important in relationships. You have to be able to say, this is how I feel. And you have to validate it yourself. First and foremost, you know, first and foremost, validate how you feel and know that it's important, you know? And that's, I think, how you can recognize whether you are, okay, this person is not for me. They are not recognizing or, well, acknowledging how I feel. And I'm clearly telling them, you know, this is how I feel. So I love that. So I know that being in toxic relationships, it comes with a lot of baggage. You know, you take on a lot of things. Um, How do you feel as though a person can start to unpack some of that baggage when they're trying to heal from being in? Let's say they've gotten out. What's the next step for them to heal what they've gone through in that relationship? Yeah. Um, Again, I think that it's definitely not a one size fits all. So there's so many healing modalities out there. And I would say to pick something that you're genuinely vibing with, you're genuinely vibing with, you're genuinely interested in. um, Because, you know, I used to obviously therapy is, you know, a great tool, but it doesn't help a lot of people because they just don't resonate with it um it doesn't work and maybe they go and have i don't know reiki sessions for x amount of time and it just works so much better for them and then the end result brings them healing anyway so i would say research how you want to heal right you know there is no one way remember that there is no one way because there's so I think the 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 good thing to come out of of COVID and and maybe the good thing even of being in in a in you know today today's world is the fact that there's so much available to us right so much you don't even have to work with somebody from your own country if you don't want to right Right. like it's not to that so if you find something halfway across the world that you're like, I think that person's got what I want for, you know, for my healing journey, go for it. You know, I'm about, I, I, I need, I want to work, I've been wanting to work with an Ayurvedic doctor for a while. And I'm about to have a discovery call with somebody who is in California and I'm in London. So, you know, that's the beauty of it. Find your person find what interests you find because it's important that you your healing journey is also something that gives you a little bit of joy right I mean healing is not the it's beautiful but it can be hard um, because you're remembering a lot of stuff and you, you've got to unpack a lot of things and and as much as it is liberating uh, if you don't do it in a modality that actually makes you feel good and you just feel like you're there talking and you don't know what you're doing and you don't know, like you don't, you don't see, you don't feel fulfilled at the end, or you don't feel like you've offloaded whatever you wanted to offload. Mm-hmm. Then there's no point. Right. So it has to work for you. I'm a big advocate for having as many healing modalities as you can possibly have, as long as they make you feel good. As long as you're Absolutely. getting from them, there's no one size fits all. Absolutely. And, and see what type of, therapy is out there. I mean, it's so many different things. I recently 
I had a couple weeks where I did something I had never heard of, which is light therapy. Ooh. I work at home. So, and then it's, it's a hundred some odd degrees outside. So I didn't go out much and I started to feel a certain way, kind of uh, just kind of sad or just kind of blah. That's what I'll say. I was just kind of blah. And I started looking up different, just different things. Cause I was trying to find, you know, different things that I could go out and do. May, it may have been a mud bath or, you know, something like that. And I saw something called light therapy. And it's literally, it's a, you can get a light bulb or a lamp and it's natural light that you can sit on your desk and it gives you what you need that you would get if you were outside. Oh, so maybe people in Alaska when it's dark all the time, I don't know. <laughs> maybe they're the ones that came up with it. I don't know, but I, I did it and it, it could be a psychological thing. Who knows? But it worked. It was very, very good. And it, you know, when it, when the light was on, I, I felt better. And, um, you know, I also looked into what they call, they have something here called floating therapy, where you get in this chamber and you just float for an hour, silent. It's just beautiful, right? So check it out and see what is out there. You just never know what might be for you. So I totally agree. Sometimes, you know, coaching can be great for people. Maybe it's not so much for others there, you know, psychotherapy may be good for not so much. So it's different people may find different things work for them. I love that you said that for sure. And also remember as well that our emotions manifest in our body. What we experience emotionally, what we experience mentally, it manifests in our physical body always regardless of the fact that you notice it or not so don't discard stuff like you know a yoga journey or something that it's more physical or for example like the floating that you were talking about don't discard stuff like that because it is you know your your stresses your traumas your your um, uh, you know emotional heaviness mental heaviness it all lives in your body so it's very important if something gives you that relief physically it might just do half the job or even the whole job for you. You know, you never know. You never Absolutely. know. We're all so different. It's so beautiful. The fact that we're so different and there's so much available out there. I absolutely love that. Me too. That is good stuff. So speaking of coaching across the world. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Let the people know. Uh, well, first, I'd like for you to talk about what you offer. Like what yeah. types of, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. So I, I work in, again, you know, work with what you vibe with (laughs) or choose what you vibe with. So I'm a fully uh, trained um, life and personal performance coach, but I also work with astrology. So with astrology and with the energy of the moon. So all of the clients that come do a one-to-one journey with me, they all receive also a birth chart reading, which is their interpretation of of the sky, you know, the moment that they were born. Um, Again, because we want to, you've lost so much connection with your soul that we want to go and have a look, you know, let's see what comes up for you. And maybe when I read it out for you, you remember things that you had forgotten about yourself and I I see that happening and it's it's truly a beautiful thing and I also work with the with the energy of the moon so I like because I am I like uh, tuning my uh, tuning my life to nature 
so you know certain times of the years are good for doing certain things and and this sort of stuff so I really love I'm also a cancer and so you know the moon is my planet so I'm like <laughs> I, I love working with it and with its energy I, I actually feel the power of it so so I incorporate the things obviously you can be as open or as close to astrology as you want you know if it's okay as fine whatever whatever you feel but but I find that this gives people um something extra something that it's you know there's so much energy available to us that we cannot see and I find that that gives them that connection and once they start working with it for a little while they literally come in like oh my god it's so much effortless now I literally feel that support you were talking about it's like yes <laughs> because it's there <laughs> it is there so i do one-to-one -one journeys of three six or 12 months um on a one-to-one -one basis the number of sessions is as many sessions as you need provided there's there's at least one week between sessions because obviously we want to allow life to happen um, which is really important when you're on a healing journey, because if you do everything concentrated, then you get to a point where like, but now what do I do? Because life hasn't caught up with your healing yet and you feel a bit like spaced out. So, uh, so yeah, three, six or 12 months. I do have, if you want to, if you're curious about the moon and what it can do for you, I do moon rituals and I have them on my YouTube channel. They are completely free. Um, and then I also uh, co-coach in a uh, group program, which is specific on the mother wound. So it's when those that toxic relationship is with your mother. And so uh, it's, I, I, I uh, work with a mother wound specialist, which is the other co-coach. And um, the, let's say her work is more around, her part of the course is more around explaining and understanding you what the mother wound is and how it might have manifested in your life and what even are the different types of unhealthy uh, or unloving mothers and my part of the course is more to do with the reconnecting with yourself so it's more about let's reprogram our brain now that we understood what happened let's program our brain in a way that it works for us and let's reestablish that connection with ourselves so it's, it's all around those themes, you know, the one-to-one -one work obviously is much more personalized because it's, because it's just, you know, you and you and me, but um, the other program is, is very good too. If you have a difficult relation with your mother, it's, it's a beautiful healing program. Yeah. I like it. So your YouTube, <laughs> your YouTube channel, what's, what's the name of your channel? Fearless Living is the same as my as my Instagram is Phyllis living with two little X kisses at the end. Phyllis living excess X X. <laughs> Excellent. So it's fearlessly living on YouTube as well as Instagram. Yeah. And then your website is Gloria .com. Um, Yes. And you have there all of those modalities available for you to look through. There's all the information there. There's uh, about, um, there's a lot about the way that I work. There's a lot about uh, how I got to do this work. Loads of information there. So go have a look. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. So everybody go out and, you know, check out the YouTube, check out, check her out, go, you know, friend her on Instagram. I've already Ooh. been on there. You've got some really cool stuff. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then go on the website. Some of your links on the website actually send you to your Instagram as well. So if you miss the name, if you go on GloriaBettini.com, if you yes. click some of the things at the bottom, it'll take you to our Instagram. Yes. And it's yes. some very cool videos and everything. I really like it. Thank so you. you're welcome. And I want to thank you for being on the show today. This has been fantastic. But I do want to ask if you could leave anything with the audience, what would it be? Mm, re related to this or in general? Related. In general. I think no, in general. In general. Okay. If I were, if I wanted to leave, okay. This is something that I got to understand and it just changed the way I look at things. It's so much bigger than you. It is so much bigger than us. Please do not discount the work that you can do on yourself. Because sometimes they're like, it's so easy to discount because they're like, oh, it's just me, you know, and then we don't do it. Please don't think that because what you do you might have a conversation and I've seen this happening I'm telling you this because I've seen this I've had people coming up to me saying this so please you might have a conversation with somebody and you drop a detail there about something that you did and you change a person's life literally and it's a knock-on effect and you don't know maybe you never will but please know that the healing work that you do on yourself, when you stand up for yourself, when you leave these kind of relationships and go back to you, it has a knock-on effect that goes all the way across the world and back for thousands and thousands of people just by you doing one thing. So do not discount the impact that your own healing can have because it's very easy to do that, but that's not true. Absolutely. So, <laughs> I absolutely agree. And that is why I tell the audience every time, as I'm going to tell them today, you matter and your story matters. Yeah. Just get out there and tell it. You know, we go through things for a reason. Yeah. And that's how you pay back, you pay it forward, however you want to think of it. It all has purpose. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next time. Gloria, thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much, so much for having me. Honestly, I think this is such a, such a great show and, and it's such important conversations to be had. So thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. I appreciate it. Well, guys, I love you and we'll talk next time. Bye. I understand that nothing is more valuable than your time, so thank you for listening. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Codependent Me, and check out my website at codependentme.org. Thanks so much. Have a great day.